Welcome to Fresh Perspective, a podcast presented by Recycling Today. Fresh Perspective features young professionals in the scrap and recycling industry, offering insights from the next generation of industry leaders. Guests share their stories of what led them to the scrap industry and new ideas on industry trends. Tune in to hear stories from scrap processors, traders, operators, and more who are starting to lead in this space. Fresh Perspective is beginning an ongoing dialogue with future executives of the industry. Hi, my name is Megan Smalley, and I'm with Recycling Today magazine. Welcome to the Fresh Perspective podcast. I'm here today with Robert Burns, who is the Director of Marketing at Sun King, which is an electronics recycler based in Brockport, New York. Robert has been with the company for about two years, and prior to that, he spent most of his career in broadcasting roles. So thanks for coming on the show today, Robert. How's it going? Hey, Megan, I'm good. Thanks for having me on here. I know you and I have been going back and forth to try and, and make this happen and have a good conversation and, and hopefully uh, give some nuggets out there for people to kind of take away and learn something uh, along the way about um, not only recycling as a whole, but specifically electronics recycling. It's a whole new world if you're on the outside uh, and you've never been on the inside. There's so many things that you wouldn't realize. Awesome. Excited to learn more here about electronics recycling, what you're doing at Sun King. So starting with a very basic question, how did you end up in electronics recycling, especially with a background in broadcasting? And could you talk a little bit about what you were doing in broadcasting prior to this? Yeah, every now and then, maybe a month or two will go by and I'll forget about it. And then I will ask myself the same question, how the heck did I get here? And for people who are listening, you probably don't know who the heck I am anyway. And that's okay. Throughout this, you'll you'll learn you know, where I came from, how I landed here. And, and, and it has nothing to do with what I went to school with. It has nothing to do with any of my very close personal interests. What I was doing before I worked at Sun King was I was a TV news anchor. I was a TV news reporter. I've, I've been nominated for awards. I've bounced around the country. I've lived in five different states in 10 years. I was so used to packing up and living that adrenaline-filled life. That was all I really knew. And so after so living in TV world, you work on a lot of contracts, two years here, three years here, the general public kind of gets that side of it. Once it's done though, what they don't understand is you're looking for a job. I had an agent that was helping me look for a job and my family was from, you know, these parts in, in Western New York and Rochester. And so my contract was up. I said, well, I don't want to sit here and just kind of live month to month. Let me come spend some time with you guys while I'm looking for a job. I'm sure it won't be that long. Uh, TV jobs are kind of like professional football jobs. There's only one or two for each position anywhere you go. And so it took a little longer for me to find the right spot. And so I randomly applied to this company for a marketing position, not thinking anything of it. So when I walked into Sun King, people don't realize they have this big nine screen wall when you first walk in and they can have uh, a bunch of different programming on each one. And for someone in TV, that's very exciting and very familiar. So I was immediately kind of engaged there talking more you know, about electronics with just the guys here on the interview. My inner nerd kind of kicked in and I'm an Apple guy and I'm a gadget guy and I have I think the last I checked was 42 devices hooked up to my Wi-Fi at home. So I was even more engaged at that point. And so, you know, this particular role offered, I got to still tell stories. 
I got to, I get to still have fun on social media. I get to interact with people, not so much last year, but overall. Um, so there were a lot of aspects that were familiar for me. And so I made that leap of going from on-air television to now pitching TV stations to get Sun King in the news for all the stuff that we do here. Uh, so the career path, I, again, I didn't go to school for, for marketing. I didn't go to school for public relations or social media management or any of that. But uh, it turns out being in TV for 12 years, you become pretty good at it and learning what people like on the other side of things as well. So for me, it was an interesting transition. Uh, in a blink of an eye, it's been two years. I have a house now. I've got an SUV. I'm, I used to live in warm weather and now I've kind of embraced the Western New York culture. Uh, and so it seems to be you know, a very good fit. It, it's a great relationship that we have at Sun King with our employees. And I like what we do. We get cool stuff in here to play with. And, and I'll talk about a little bit of that more, more as we go here. But, you know, for me, I actually do get to continue enjoying what I do instead of going to your job every day. Awesome. And when you first came to Sun King for that interview, what did you know about electronics recycling? Um, and then once you did get the job, what was that transition like, you know, going into electronics recycling after spending about a decade as a broadcaster? I knew that I had electronics and I knew I was done with them and I didn't know what happened to them after that. That was what I had going into the interview. It was very enlightening. You know, they talked about what they do as far as erasing the hard drives, what's inside of all of our devices that's so uh, precious as far as recycling them and then the ins and outs of the business. So I was intrigued from the surface level. You know, I mentioned all the toys that are around here, all the things that we get to, to, to see and do. But there was definitely that learning curve going from, you know, the television world to a, a corporate world. And, and you're running a business and you're offering services to businesses and uh, to residential customers. And there's laws and regulations now and things that I have to be more, more uh, in tune with. And so there's definitely that curve. I, I don't think there's a day that goes by. I feel 100% always comfortable, but I think nobody should, you know, especially in any sort of leadership role, you have to make yourself uncomfortable to become better and, and to learn more. Everything changes as we all have seen in the past two years. And especially in, in this industry, it's changing almost every year. You know, there's different different steps in place for not only the consumer, for the manufacturer, for the people in the middle, you know, there's a lot of different roles that are being played. And so, you know, I'm always curving my career to learn more as we go. And I think there's really the surface uh, of this whole industry recycling in total that I've scratched, but it's been fun learning something you had no idea about before you walked in the door and getting paid for it. So today, what would you say your role is at Sun King exactly? And, you know, how has broadcasting really helped you since you mentioned director of marketing? That's not exactly broadcasting or anything like that. It might be in a similar avenue, but definitely not the same thing. So yeah, I guess tell me a little bit about what you're doing now and how past experiences might have helped you. Yeah, director of marketing in most places will consist of a very specific avenue of work. 
here at Sun King, because we are a rather small administrative team, there are a lot of hats that have to go on. So a lot of what I do is come up with that communication plan. How do we get our message across? What are we doing? For example, what are we doing next year? Uh, why is it important for everyone to know what we're doing next year? Why is it important for us to do this? Um, and then it's how do we get that message across? So it's my job to come up with that um, in a storytelling aspect is the way that we like to look at it. And so do we tell it through video? Do we tell it through statistics? Do we tell it through how we communicate with people um, just in our promotion of our services? Uh, we hold collection events that are free for residents all throughout the state of New York. And we have to get that message out to say, hey, these are available. And then what is that experience for them to come through? Because we want more people to recycle in anything, no matter what it is, plastic, paper, cardboard, electronics, we want more people to recycle. And when they do, that experience has to be really good because they're probably not doing this every week. And so when they go to do it again next year or next month or whenever they do, you want them to have that positive experience in the back of their mind saying, you know what? It was smooth. It was easy. It was free. That's more important to most people than you would think. And if they have that, then they'll do it again and again. And then we'll be able to get on the right track as a society and as a people. You know, I think that there is a lot of misinformation out there. And it's our job in, in the marketing department, as small a team as we are, to kind of clear that up, make it simple for people. You know, what are we recycling or what did we recycle last year? Well, what does that equate to? I think one year we did X number of pounds. And for you out there who don't know what that means, it's the equivalent of like 32 blue whales. You know, that makes sense. And that puts it into perspective for people. And so that's really my job is how do we take an industry that is, for lack of a better term, it's not a sexy industry. <laughs> it's recycling and it's electronic recycling. But how do we make it interesting for people engaging and how do we get them excited to recycle when they're ready to do it? In one aspect to your job that you mentioned, you talked a little bit about social media. And I think that can be a scary thing for some scrap companies to do, especially some scrap recyclers. Maybe they have marketing departments. Some don't. It's just the owner and his family. So tell me a little bit about that. You know, how can scrap companies be incorporating social media in their marketing efforts to try to engage their communities and uh, their customers? Well, social media, it's a daunting task if you look at it as a whole. If you break it down, it can be manageable and it doesn't have to take up all your time. You don't have to be Gary Vaynerchuk, who has a team of people that do this for him every day. He doesn't do it on his own anymore. He's got a group of people. So that's not going to be you. But again, you want to be able to carve out some time for it. And, and, and one thing that I had to do, and, and the last question, part of it was, you know, how does being on TV or being in broadcasting help you in what you um, do today? Well, well, one, I was able to get a better hold of writing. Two, I had to post my stories on social media. They kind of made you do it every day, whether it's on your own personal account or on the station's account. And so I have all these verified channels and I used to be very active. Now I don't do it anymore because my time is focused on Sun King's channels. And one thing that really helps, though, if you're doing this is I'm going to give two tips, not three, because three is a common number. Everyone uses three. So one is you want to be able to plan out your posts. 
And an easy thing to do is they have social media management tools out there. Don't let the word scare you. It's all it is, is a scheduling tool. And it lets you put in whatever social media platforms you have, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want to use, LinkedIn. And you can post, I want to do this on Monday. I want to do this on Tuesday. I want to do that on Wednesday. And it will post them for you. So you can carve out a, uh, an hour, two hours out of the week. And you can schedule those posts, go around, take a picture, do a quick little interview. It doesn't have to be anything crazy or fantastic, but show what you do, show why you do it and schedule it ahead of time. So it's one less thing you have to worry about. The second step, I think, for the smallest of, of places out there, for mom and pops, for anywhere really though, is the consistency of posting. One thing that we have in place at Sun King is that we have a point to post one thing every day. If you look on our social media channels, it's one thing every day. It's not too drastic. We try and uh, tailor them and tag places for each platform, but we try and stay consistent with that. We work Monday through Friday. So does our social media platforms. Uh, and if something special goes on Saturday, we'll do that too. But the consistency is key. So people can start to get familiar with you and they see, Hey, you're active, you're doing stuff. You're busy. You're telling me your story. If you make tacos, that's great. Show me how you make tacos. Show me the ingredients in the tacos. Show me whatever it is. If you're a cardboard recycler, great. Show me breaking down some boxes. Show me how you do that. Show me this different sizes of boxes you get all types of different things that are relevant to your business and your industry. Just show it. You know, I think we need transparency throughout this entire recycling process, no matter what end of it you're on. And, and social media can help with that. So don't be overwhelmed with it. Plan it out and stay consistent. Those would be two and a half of the points I would say for anyone to, to try and be successful. Because for us at Sun King, we followed that. And in two years, we've doubled our social media following everywhere. You know, we've gotten more than a thousand Facebook likes in the past year. We've gotten our Instagram uh, uh, page is now getting more active. We've got our LinkedIn page is now, again, twice as much uh, in its following as it was when I started just less than two years ago. So it's going to take some time. But if you do it and you stick to the formula like weight loss, it will work. Got it. And beyond just social media, like considering other marketing efforts at Sun King, how do you track whether a campaign did well or whether, oh, we missed Mark on that. So how do you track and analyze? We got good engagement with it, our community or we didn't. So could you talk a little bit about that? Since that's also something that I think recyclers might be a little bit overwhelmed with. We're not sure how to do that. Yeah, there's uh, in that same platform, you know, for example, I'm not going to name drop uh, too much because I don't get paid for it, but we use Hootsuite um, and it's like 30 bucks a month. It's, it's a buck a day. Go ahead and use it. But they also offer those analytics and they break it down uh, in, in a tab there for you at, for each one of your social media platforms. And you can break down you know, your time frame, whether you in, uh, I think January is data safety month or data protection day or something like that. Um, actually we'll just use earth day. Let's go with that in, in April. So let's say you're running an earth day campaign. Well, you can break down, uh, in, what did we do in April? Where was our engagement? And it will show you what worked well, where this was this picture on Tuesday, 
uh, well received or was Thursday's video better? And as you see that, you can kind of start to tailor what people like a little bit more. Don't completely switch everything up. You want to have some mixture in there. But a lot of these platforms now make it very easy for even the average Joe to look and see how their social media platforms are performing. And you want to look at what did you post that day and how did it do? And then you want to look at, okay, well, how did we, how did we tell that message? Or, 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 you know, was it just pizza Friday and people love to see pictures of pizza and that's fine. There's a lot of food references in my life, apparently, but you, you want to know what your audience likes and, and give them more of that. And so that's what you'll look at is you'll, you'll see spikes and you'll look at what you posted and, and try and duplicate that more and more. Uh, one thing that we've learned is that people like to see our staff engagement. We had a guy win a contest for using our vending machines here. Our vending machines gave away camping gear. He won the contest. We took a little video of us telling him he won the contest. And that was our most engaging post of that month. It had nothing to do with recycling. It, had, it was just his smile, his joy. I think people like to see, especially in our world now, they like to see happiness. And so, you know, I, I, I have to now post more of that stuff. And it's great and it's fine. But that's what people like to see. So, so look at what's working for you and, and build from there, I think. That's probably the easiest way to go about it. Because no matter what platform it is, if it's LinkedIn or if it's Facebook, they make it very, very eye appealing. You know, they give you pretty charts. They make it very simple for even mom and dad to, to figure it out. So if, if you can go on there and find that analytics, you know, you can, you can then fine tune your message. Got it. Thanks for the insights there. Now, tell me a little bit more about Sun King. What is the culture like there? What is it like working for Sun King on a day-to-day -day basis? And sure, a lot, probably the last year there for you was a pandemic, so that's not exactly normal. But generally speaking, what was it like and what's, what's it like to work there? Well, Sun King's now been around. This is the company's 21st year. I've been around for two of them. Uh, one that I think a lot of people would like to forget last year, but I think we made some good strides and we learned a lot about, about ourselves. Um, but the company is, we do electronic recycling. That's the main gig. Um, we also do data destruction, erasing of the hard drives for companies. And, and obviously we do it for every residential device we get. But that's a big thing in our industry to, to, to make sure you keep in the back of your mind is that data destruction and data security side of things. Uh, we also do something called ITAD, where in a nutshell, uh, let's say you're a company that has a bunch of old devices and you want to upgrade. Well, we can help you sell those devices, make you some money along the way, and then help get you newer devices to either speed up your, your computers at work or your tablets or your printers or whatever it is. So there's that consignment aspect as well. So those are three things that we, we focus on. Um, we dabble in a few things, but those are our three main aspects of, of business. And, and we focus on helping businesses use those three. We offer them for residential as well. Residential recycling is free with us for the most part anywhere you go. That's part of our mission here is, is we want to make sure that's free, easy, and convenient. It's also part of the law. So we have to be able to 
you know, help out our neighbors and our communities. So we do those. We also have a, an annual fundraiser every year where we got kind of creative with it. This was obviously before me, but you as a business recycle your electronics during this period of time. We take those and then we take a percentage of the weight that we get. We'll donate to a local nonprofit that helps provide camp services for kids and families that are living with cancer. Um, and so every year we get to meet these kids and we get to meet these families and see the smiles on their face and they go and they play these games and, and they think nothing of it and they shouldn't, but it's an, it's a great way to introduce electronics recycling to businesses and, and for the nonprofits. So, you know, those are the, the main aspects of what we do as a company. And I think if you listen to that and you've listened to what I've said, where I said, it's a smaller team, we're a local business that we're growing, but we're still smaller, um, you know, it's a, it, it's a, it's a fixed family feel here. You know, we have a very open office. We all yell at each other all day long, right across the room. If we have questions, there's a bunch of jokes throughout the place and we get work done. And, and I think that having that collaboration has really helped. And even if you have cubicles or you have offices, you have that collaboration, but you know, the type of people that are here, you have to be able to blend it. Now we mentioned the past year though, and yeah, there were a lot, a lot of challenges. A lot of people got sent home. A lot of people got sick. Business shut down. Um, we opened a new facility in another city and then a month and a half later sent everyone home and shut it down and just reopened it officially a couple of months ago. And so there were a lot of adjustments and there still are. We're wearing masks again. We're going back to you know COVID testing um, for, for just about everyone with any symptom. Um, just to make sure we're being overcautious. So there's that aspect that's changed. There's the working from home aspect that I know a lot of businesses are adjusting to as well. So it's been an adjustment the past year, but you know the core group is here. The core group is tight, um, and and every day we're trying to just be better and 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 get that next step into what we're trying to do and and educate. Now speaking more broadly you know, the past two years, what have you seen as some of the biggest issues that are impacting the recycling industry? And can you think of any possible solutions or what is Sun King kind of doing in response to some of these issues? Well, one of them is that transparency and, and, and opening up and being truthful about what it is that you do. There are uh, certain things that you as a company or you as a person need to look for when you're recycling your devices. You want to make sure that the company is, is certified. For us, we're R2 certified, the letter R and the number two. You can, you can search it up, but there's a, a bunch of different qualifications and requirements you need as a company and as a recycler to, to be certified. But that means you're going to be held to the highest standard as well. And I say this because data security is such a huge thing in our world and in our industry right now. Everybody has personal information on devices. Everybody has their devices hooked up to their Wi-Fi or they have their pictures. They have things that they hold very close to them on there. Um, they have banking information. If, if you're a business, for example, we have banks that have hard drives. We have government hard drives. We have things with very sensitive information. And you want to make sure that the data is being erased securely, that there's no way that it can be hacked into or found or left out in the open. And that's where making sure you work with the right companies are important. And that's where those companies 
opening that transparency door again is so important as well to, to, to show what you're doing. Tell me what you're doing with my device. How are you erasing it and getting rid of it or destroying that device? So that's the biggest issue I've learned coming through here. We've seen, you know, phones get hacked through the cloud. We've seen all types of stuff, but just leaving it somewhere it's not supposed to, putting it in a bin where maybe the company sounds sketchy or, or isn't uh, a fully, fully compliant. You know, those are things to keep in mind so that we can make progress. And I think for Sun King, that's what we're trying to do with a lot of the information that we, we put out there is open that door and maybe lead the way for not only using some innovative practices, but opening the door for transparency for the next guy to do it. Maybe they do it better. That's great. More than happy to, to be the guinea pig. Got it. And then one other issue that we hear from a lot of recyclers and have been hearing this year is just people don't know how to hire and recruit new people into the recycling industry. And I think I'm curious what you have to say about that, because, you know, you came from outside the recycling industry and decided to, you know, join a couple of years ago. So what can scrap recyclers be do, doing right now to improve with hiring and recruitment, especially in a tight labor market? I mean, there's a lot of tactics that I see out there. People are offering sign-on bonuses. They're offering different types of packages. And that's great because I think those things need to evolve because the people that we hire for the majority, I think 80% of our operation are, are, are laborers, are guys doing hard physical work. And so you want to make sure you keep them happy, not only when they come in the door initially, but as they stay in the door, there's going to be turnaround. We see it a lot. We have a lot of temps that come in, they realize what it is and they don't want to do it. I know a lot of places right now are dealing with people who, who just don't want to work. And, and there are going to be though diamonds in there where they really like what, what you have going on. So it's important, I think, when you're in that interview process or when you're putting your ad out there, or when you're making your commercial to hire someone, is that you be upfront, say, hey, look, it's hard work, but at the end of the day, you're gonna enjoy what you do. We're making a difference and you can do it for the planet and you can do it for your family at the same time. We have people here, we always love to promote from within. I'm right now trying to figure out what the next employee gift is going to be that we give everyone a couple of times a year just to keep everyone happy. We had little things like pizza Friday that we literally just had today um, that they can look forward to. So it doesn't feel like every day is a humdrum day to go in and do your nine to five or whatever the hours are. So recruiting, I think there's the fact that you find people, not just finding bodies, but find people that fit your mold that are passionate about what you do. We talked about in the beginning, I enjoy my gadgets. I enjoy my technology and my career kind of worked with a lot of the aspects of the job. Find someone like that who, as you bring them in there, they have some sort of emotional tie. And if that's the case, they're not going to want to leave right off the way and, and treat them well, then there's no reason for them to go anywhere. And, and so I think you follow those couple of things, you'll be okay. We'll ride this out and then employees will get back to it. It's a cycle. It'll come back around and we'll all hopefully be back at full force relatively soon. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing your story, Robert. Appreciate it and hope to follow up with you soon. Yeah, thanks, Megan. I appreciate it. And everyone out there, I hope you got some great information. Uh, and if you'd like more on what we do, sunking.com or sunking on all the socials. Thank you.